Hey everybody, it's Trent for We Made You a Song. This week, we start off in an airport. I, it's funny because I don't know when I'll find myself in an airplane again. I can't imagine feeling normal packing into an airplane anytime soon, but I do love airports. I love people watching in an airport uh, where we're all doing the same thing. Basically, we're all there for to go somewhere else. It's like this amazing transient point of connection. And, uh, and in that, there's this opportunity to see other people you might otherwise never come across from walks of life that you don't often see. You might hear languages you never hear spoken. Um, it's just sort of a treasure trove for people watching. And uh, I secretly love eavesdropping on conversations, hearing different work dynamics over phone calls, or seeing parents just already at their wit's end um, at the beginning of a trip with the full family. (laughs) It's so hard. But uh, this week on We Made You a Song, we start in an airport, a love story by fate or by the hands of the airlines. Maybe that's the same thing. Two people who would have likely never met if it wasn't for snowstorms around Chicago and flight cancellations. As always, I'm your host, Trent Wagler of The Steel Wheels. Welcome to We Made You a Song, a podcast about a unique song-making process in these unique times. This podcast is a collaboration between The Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA. This week's song is called Don't Want to Come Back Down. So our friend Ron, Warner Wilson, sent uh, an email. He wanted to commission a song for his wife Tracy. And uh, he sent me a whole album's worth of stories, not just a song's worth. Uh, I think he wanted to cover as much as he could and just let me go into the writing. Um, but yeah, let me see here. So uh, I'm looking at the email now. And, of course, the first thing he, he starts off with is the, the story of how Ron and Tracy met. They met in an airport by chance, sitting next to each other on a flight. Uh, I should let Ron tell it. I wasn't even supposed to be on that airplane. I was supposed to have been on an airplane two days earlier. Um, but that snowstorm took the airport down. This was my first flight out. And, you know, so I got lucky enough to sit next to Tracy. But I wasn't even supposed to be on that plane. So that became the backbone of the song, the idea of chance or fate putting you together, but also the fact that life never quite runs in a straight line. There's always these unexpected curves that get you where you're eventually going, and I think anyone in a long-term relationship can probably resonate with that. And it also feels timely in 2020, where no one has had the year that they planned. So we had that. We had the meeting story, but he had other bullet points. Um... He talked about how they were both, they realized they were both family couple and family therapists. Also sounds useful for a long-term relationship. Talked about berating himself for not asking for her number when they had to say goodbye, but then the way they found themselves reconnecting. Then other bullet points, their daughter was the first baby born in Ames, Iowa in 1999, like that New Year's baby, which I thought was fascinating. Plus, again, we're in a hospital, which uh, is another point of connection of transience and places where obviously sadly people's lives end but also 
joyfully people's lives begin. It's kind of like this other connecting point to an airport. So as you can see, I found a connection there that I wanted to get into the song. Tracy was very close to her late father who was a truck driver. She can drive a semi. She taught kickboxing. She spent time in Belize. Uh, she loves to garden. There's so many things he gave me here. And so if anything, I had more stories and, and information that I could possibly pack into the song. Uh, in another email, he talked about a trip that they were planning to go out west this fall um, that was going to have to be rescheduled because of the pandemic. And so, yes, with all of that, I kind of found my connecting points and went to writing the song. When I met you, it was lift off. You were spring break, gone for San Diego. And as I usually do, once I had the song kind of digested and sent out to the band. The band and I sat down to chat about the process of putting the song together. So uh, welcome, you guys, Kevin, Jay, Eric, Brian. Let's talk about Don't Want to Come Back Down. Here's Eric Brubaker. Yeah, this is this is one we really didn't uh, know the story uh, when we got the song. It was an anniversary song. I mean, that's what the occasion was. Uh, and so it starts with the how we met story and it sort of ends with how we're doing in the in the quarantine a little bit, but it's uh it had such unique aspects. I mean, they actually did meet on a random airplane where he wasn't even supposed to be on that plane. The flight they had got grounded in Chicago because of a snowstorm, and so then they got to know each other. And it's just one of those things where you realize like these weird what seem like coincidences in life really steer sometimes enormous decisions that we make. So from that perspective, I think the song has poses that interesting question of like, how would everything be different if I never, if I tied my shoe instead of looking up and seeing that person across the way or whatever, you know? I, I gotta admit, I kind of put a few of these songs in, in Eric's pile of, of love songs where it's like, oh, that's another one about a couple. That's very sweet. So <laughs> there's some depth to it, you can tell, but we you don't know quite where all that... Uh, where those images are coming from. What that does though, is when we, when we get a song that we don't really know the full backstory is that you, you key in on some of the little musical things and you take your cues and that part of this, you know, sort of telephone process that we have of, of receiving a track and then passing it on to the next person, you really key in on some of those little choices. So I love the, the percussive playing at the top of this where it's just Trent's guitar and um, so I think each one of us kind of keyed in on that in a different way. And for me, it was just playing, adding some uh, violin uh, pits, uh, some plucked string parts. And so it gives you kind of this um, uh, percussive um, sort of vibey, almost introduction to the song. And then it can really build from there. And here's Jay Lapp. I, w I just loved hearing a cool groove opening up the song. You know, having no idea the context of what it was about, but been listening to the artist Bahamas a lot, and so I was like, "Sweet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my Strat out, and I'm gonna dial in a cool tone, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to play." I heard Paul Simon in there. I heard Bahamas, and then I the chorus had some like Chris Stapleson song in there, you know, and like that kind of feel, anyhow, and. So there's a number of different um, influences that I really, really enjoyed 
some of these songs are trickier to record than others. And this is one where I had to go and really learn the vocal part and record the vocals. Um, but because we were doing it to video, I also needed to play the guitar part, but I wanted to do that part live with the video because there would be no way to replicate <laughs> um, what was being played. The traveler, you be the pilot. on the plane change, we're For those of you out there that don't know, Jay never plays the same part the same way twice which is an amazing talent. It's a curse too. <laughs> but like you say, Jay, that <laughs> some limitations if you're trying to uh, record a part and then uh, put a video to it. And here's Kevin Garcia. That was a fun one uh, to receive because, um, yeah, like Jay was saying, you know, we, there were so many uh, interesting interwoven concepts going on. It was nice to try to stitch it together. And um, one of the things that I latched onto quickly was... Um, just the kind of airiness of it. Like it was almost like an island vibe or like a vacation, you know, uh, song or something like that, you know, obviously about the couple and their you know, history together and whatnot. But, but for this one, I was, I was thinking, you know, some sort of island escape and um, reggae uh, kind of came to mind almost immediately for, uh, for the beginning of the song, at least. Then on the choruses, it kind of had this more open, groovy quality going on. And so um, I did kind of try to get more into the like, you know, um, Motown-ish type uh, sound for those choruses. Kind of a slinky backbeat and then back to the reggae. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was really, it was really neat to, to see that one come together and the harmonies were, uh, were fantastic. Ooh. Another one that was like, you know, shot in the dark harmonies and, you know, pull all the tracks up. It's like, dang guys, nice one. <laughs> it's like everybody's sung together for 15 years. <laughs> and I don't think I, I, I don't think I consciously chose, like I said, oh, I'm going to give this an island vibe or like a vacation feel. But a lot of the the song has a bit of about sort of travel or movement or something. It's true that airports and airplanes are such weird sort of transitional spaces that you just feel sort of out of time and out of place. So to have something uh, in the course of your life, like be very, you know, informative and and transitional for the rest of your life happen in one of those spaces uh yeah that's that's cool and it and it does kind of tie back to the way the song came together and that you know it's got these these little transitions and these like stops and starts uh so yeah that's that's cool to hear that there is a story in the song if you listen to it again of like it, again it's totally disembodied like it doesn't necessarily it was just a great story of one of their kids was like the first, it was one of those New Year's babies where it was like the first baby of the year in like Ames, Iowa or something is where they were living at the time. But it was another snowstorm and uh, and they were trying to get to the hospital, but their their mercury was like snowed in. And so 
literally it was like, oh, we're trying to shovel out the car to get to the hospital and then had the baby. And then they made the papers because it was the first baby of the year. And I guess that's a, you know, that's a thing. I love that part of the song. That was, that's one of my favorite lines. Uh, I don't know why I just, but um, the the line and then the way that you deliver shovel out the mercury. That was one of those things where I actually sent him a second email and I was like, do you happen to remember what the car was? Cause he had said like, I had to shovel out the car and get to the hospital. And I was like, shovel out the car doesn't quite have the right ring. And then it was a mercury and it was like, yes. It wasn't like a Dodge Dart or something. You know, it wasn't like some non-musical car. Like, Mercury is awesome. <laughs> and, Jay, did I catch, like, maybe a little electric interpretation of a maybe a car spinning its tires or an engine revving or something? It's like a little electric guitar, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the... That's a song that just responding to the lyrics a lot. That often happens where you're, you're playing to the imagery and... Um, yeah, so you, you'll hear that. It was a snowstorm, another snowstorm, still the Midwest had to shovel out the mercury. Just after midnight, new light. So yeah, if you want to take us back, Ron, to when you sent the initial emails, and can you describe what it was like to, to listen? And maybe Tracy, if you can describe what it was like to learn about it, and did he keep the surprise? And I'm horrible with secrets. <laughs> he's, so, he's so bad at secrets. Surprises. He doesn't, uh, he can't keep surprises. So it was just sort of an immediate, oh, I, I know I've got to do this. Tracy will love it. Um, I will win husband of the year for this. Yeah, I was stunned. Because, um, yeah, he kept a surprise for like over a month, which something exciting and a surprise he, he's not able to keep at all, at all. Um, but he kept it. And when, um, so it was funny because I had said, well, I, we hadn't talked about gifts. Do we do gifts for our anniversary or what? I said, well, I have something for you. I said, it's a little small, but I do have something. And he said, well, I've got something too. So we were outside having coffee and, and then came inside and he started playing it. And it was, I just started crying. Did you, did you know right away that it was a song written for you? I think it was slowly. You mentioned something to you that he, you know, was in touch and had them write a song. Um, but no, I didn't know that it would be about me or about us. Yeah. So listening to it was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. One of the things in the song, uh, you had also asked about getting a way to figure out getting your son involved in the song. And we never did find a way to make that work. I remember talking about that with the guys and it was like, once I had the song written, I was just like, I'm not sure how I would do that. But that was, I was a little bit sad that we didn't find a way to make that work. <laughs> yeah, we were, when we were going to Pennsylvania listening to it, at one point, Sam, I think Sam oh, yeah. was a little disappointed that he wasn't born on January 1st. He said something like, I guess September 12, 2003 just doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> In fact, when you sent me there, whoever, maybe it was Brian that sent me the song, uh, I was so excited to hear it, and I had to share it with somebody, so I called Sam down. <laughs> and you were outside actually planting flowers here. Oh, okay. On the front, down, down the walk, where you were coming out that area. It's like we had to keep it down so you couldn't hear it, but I had to share it with somebody, <laughs> or I was going to. Bust, it was so good. What I loved about it was, again, I felt like you just gifted me with a narrative 
part of the fun process is like you you don't know what you're going to get from people and I loved the the stories you picked out. It felt like we're just they just like laid together for me. So somehow we connected in a way of what you decided to tell. It just it felt like it was it was tailor made for a song. So uh, you made my job much easier by distilling some of these stories in the way you did. And anyway, it, it was a joy to get to do. So um, I'm glad you guys enjoy it. For sure. So I posted it to Facebook, and uh, a couple people were like, "Well, you better start. Uh, you better get working on 50th because you're going to have a hard time beating this." <laughs> so, you know, relatives, cousins that uh, said, "Oh, I'm playing this over and over today." I just loved it. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for talking. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon in person sometime down the way. Yeah, you if, too. If you're in Lexington and you need a bite to eat, let us know. Here is the final version of the song, Don't Want to Come Back Down. Midnight, new life made the papers. What a year 
Ron and Tracy for being open and sharing their story with us. Um, I want to thank the Steel Wheels, as always, for hanging out with me and uh, helping to create this song. Uh, another big thanks to Matt Bingay at WMRA for all of his help in the editing department. Our presenting sponsor is Old Hill Cider, located at Showalter's Orchard in Timberville, Virginia. They've got dry ciders like Farmhand or Yesteryear. They've got a not-too-sweet cider like Off the Press or Betwixt. They've got peach, they've got blackberry, or you can try the Virginia Rattler if you really want to taste something creative. We don't get to control a lot in our little part of the world, in our lives, but we all get to control what we choose to eat and drink. Wouldn't you prefer investing in a Shenandoah Valley apple orchard that has put in the time to understand their craft of cider? Find Old Hill Cider on social media and at showaltersorchard.com. Old Hill, their family. If you'd like to know more about the Steel Wheels music, our new album, or anything else we're up to with possible live performances online or eventually in person, all of that can be found at thesteelwheels.com or on social media at the handle thesteelwheels. Until next time, I hope you can get outside and enjoy some nice fall weather. I hope you can spend at least a couple of hours in a day without looking at a phone or any sort of technology. I hope you make something that you're proud of, whether it's a nice meal, 
a kindergarten level macaroni based craft or a piece of masterful art. And soon, we hope, we'll all be able to sit around a campfire and share the things we made. But until that time comes, we made you a song.